course. We are dead. We are all dead. We were supposed to make the world a better place. What happened? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I know kung fu. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This whole thing is insane. This whole thing is insane. 300 years ago, you'd have been burned at the stake. What do all men of power want? More power. This is now the United States of Zombieland. This whole thing is insane. Man is even capable of nothing but destruction. Everybody is stuck with the things that they're not proud of. More power. Welcome to the desert. Of the real. More power. There can be only one. Are you a God-fearing man, Senator? You're such a strange phrase. I've always thought of God as a teacher, as a bringer of light, wisdom, and understanding. You see, I think what you really are afraid of is me. Happy heresies and welcome to the desert of the real. Heresy shouldn't be this much fun, but it is, it just is. Especially with the latest AB Live, audio version for thee and this eternal now. Bigfoot has always been a guilty conspiracy pleasure of mine. The truth is that this legend cuts deep into Jungian, mystical, and even extraterrestrial domains. So I was very excited to have Tyler Transu from Dockside Media to discuss a new documentary, Secrets of Sasquatch. Let's dare a journey of a lifetime as experiencers, investigators, and anthropologists reveal unique encounters, insights, and knowledge to unmask Sasquatch. Thank you so much to those of you who support this Red Bill Cafeteria. You are amazing and your support, company, and feedback help grow this podcast. You'll find the rest of July rewarding. Next week, I'll release an episode on spirit marriage, which will include loads on the daemon, familiars, fairies, and accessing your higher self. Then another AB Live where Dr. David Litwa materializes at the virtual Alexandria to share on the Gnostic Carpocratians and powerful Gnostic heroine, Marcelina the Enchantress. And I'm just getting warmed up, I say, I say. We need Gnosis more than ever in this age of Hermes, Philip K. Dick world, and Gnostic times. Expect more shootings and violence. Expect more wars, addiction rates, mass depression, and social collapse until more look inward while breaking the outward spell of hating angels. You won't find this high-quality Gnostic and Hermetic wisdom or many of my guests and their unique insights anywhere else in cyberspace or even meat space. Don't forget my voiceover availability for any podcast, commercial, audiobook, documentary, or whatevs. I'll bring you stellar results with down-to-home professionalism. 
and consider in these hard economic times the Red Circle subscription, which is only $4.99 a month for all complete shows. And you can tip via Stripe if you want to support. Other than that, let us to our latest AV Live. Mystery of life isn't a problem to solve, but a reality to experience. A process that cannot be understood by stopping it. We must move with the flow of the process. We must join it. We must flow with it. And we are live, everybody. And the question might be, do male Bigfoots have nipples, uh, not just human males? But we're going to find all of this today and much more. So get ready to take a walk on the wild side. And the, oh, wait, I can't say that word today. And the C word said, do, 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 do. I don't even know what's what you can say in public live. Can you even quote lyrics anymore? Has Lou Reed been canceled? Who knows? But we're going to find these are crazy transcendent times. And like uh, the guys and I were talking, just lean into the high weirdness and let your mind expand. Let reality be disbanded and your mind expanded. So we're very excited as always to uh, the our topic will be the documentary Secrets of Sasquatch. I watched it last night and really enjoyed it. I got a lot out of it. And that's always by the cool cats at Dogside Media. And with us, we have one, one half of the powerhouse, and that is Tyler Transu. Tyler, thanks for coming back to the virtual Alexandria. Miguel, thank you so much for having us. And, yep, I apologize in advance for the viewers and listeners out there. Uh, Chris Rupert, the other half of Dockside Media, who's responsible for editing the final documentary. Um, yeah, dude, CERN turns on the LHC. Chris gets sick. He just can't stop vomiting. Secrets of the Sasquatch drops. Um, we've got uh, the former prime minister of Japan <clears throat> being assassinated. Uh, Boris in the UK getting, uh, you know, re resigning. So the guide stones fall apart. In, uh, yeah, the, the guide stones get bombed. I mean, dude, crap is hitting the fan. Whatever new timeline we're in, we're making the best of it, man. And we're having, you know, we're not going down without swinging, right? So, um, yeah, we're going to lean into it like Miguel said and have some fun. So, dude, thank you so much for watching Secrets of the Sasquatch. And, man, we're really, we're really excited. I like how you opened about, you know, your, your show is looking to expand people's minds. And I think, what we did with Secrets of the Sasquatch and between the experiencers, the anthropologist and the uh, telepath that we interviewed, you know, we have a lot of different uh, viewpoints that give you some everybody some great food for thought to just think about. And uh, I think it helps make people a more well-rounded person, man, the more open minded that we are. 
Yes, it is. I think you'd have to be insane or delusional not to see that it's a busy universe out there, that reality is very brittle. If anybody thinks that all the, you know, weirdness we've gone in the last two years is just coincidental, that reality isn't breaking apart and empires are collapsing, then uh, I think you might be beyond hope. Just put your head in the sand with the ostriches because, yeah. But again, the best thing you can do is embrace it, find out your place, find out who you are, and just yeah, go with the go with the madness because it's a Philip K. Dick world. And with us too, we've got the man Nathan Lee, who, because the gods have decreed, whenever we're doing a show on the mystic and occult parts of North America, Nathan has to make it. I think that's your destiny. Van cannot be with us, but Nathan Lee is here to discover more about the the esoteric side of this continent. Um, the Lee part is actually the protector part and Nathan's the gift part. So it's very important to me to establish that because that's part of my role during these times when stones be falling down. And, you know, it's like one group's upset about laws that didn't do anything and then the other side's like oh yay we're taken down to illuminata and i'm like well look what when in the in the land of the blind you know aeon bite is king so uh did you, <laughs> the one i'm very idea. much oh, I'm, enamored, I'm enamored with the um the idea of bigfoot i'm a member of starborn ufo group starborn support group which is a uh an experiencers group and this is uh right in my wheelhouse i love this kind of stuff i've never seen a, Sas uh, a saskatchewan wait canadians aren't real but um <laughs> that's a new one long story short to get this intro over so we can get the show underway i just i wonder you know just about like the passions of the christ and like people having stigmata and how that relates to bigfoot so people who might not approach this from an angle that might believe other things can see where these topics instantly overlap and where the world is much bigger and more magical so yeah let's lean into it because we are empowered if we choose to be indeed well said my friend yeah and uh it's good to see Coyotl smoking mirror in the chats. He's mentioning indie truckers banned in California. Uh, supply chain nightmare missing 70,000 truckers. Of course, the media is now talking about how Holland is going in full revolution with the farmers versus the government. So, yeah, this is the tip of the iceberg. And for you in the chat, as always, great to see you. You guys always come with some good comments and questions. If you have any questions for Mr. Nate, Please uh, write them in all uh, question marks or whatever. Nate, 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 you know how to handle these. You know how to handle the chat and the questions. You're the man. And uh, we will get to you based on this. And there's so many ways we can dissect Sasquatch from the Jungian to the UFO. There's so many dimensions of why this figure remains so popular. I mean, my first encounter was being a kid living in Mexico and watching the $6 million man. And somehow they whip out the Bigfoot as the villain. And the plot had to do with uh, Sasquatch is actually a robot working for aliens in Northern Af in Northern California trying to hide. And there's an earthquake. So this is the late 70s. So things have not uh, changed with this fun stuff. And uh, so that was my first encounter. And I, I did go to Portland last fall to do a uh, talk at a Freemason hall. And I was amazed that in Portland, everything was about Bigfoot. Sorry. Huh. Every store I went to, I would talk to the locals about. I mean, 
it's it was dominant in Portland, uh, Oregon. So it was pretty pretty impressive. But uh, well, Tyler, I'd like to play. I I'd like to play the the preview or the trailer for Secrets of Sasquatch. But first, tell us how this movie came. This documentary came about. Man, Miguel. So. <clears throat> You had had us on to discuss our documentary Conscious Contact Full Disclosure here a couple months back. And, man, similar similar to that documentary, Secrets of the Sasquatch kind of just felt like fate or destiny. Um, What happened was when I had interviewed Sue Walker for Conscious Contact Full Disclosure – who's a clairvoyant, medical intuitive, telepath. Uh, I think she'd done some like uh, help, uh, some work with like the FBI on missing persons cases, right? And just just has had a very interesting life and all these really, really uh, neat experiences. So when I had interviewed her, uh, I believe she had mentioned off camera something just in passing while we were talking afterwards about Sasquatch being uh, interdimensional. And I was like, oh, dude. And it planted the seed. A couple of weeks later, I'm driving to the beach and it just kind of uh, came to me an epiphany, divine inspiration, whatever you want to call it. Maybe it was a Ponte giving me a nudge, but it was like secrets of the Sasquatch. And I'm like, oh, dude. And hit up Chris Rupert, the other half of Dockside Media, ran the title by him. I'm like, here, we'll interview Sue. I'll set up these campouts uh, in Western PA, Northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, also had an experiencer out in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico as well. And, and then uh, an experiencer who had been a lot, uh, had some, a lot of inner uh, actions down in like West Virginia. So I'm like, dude, it was just, it was perfect. Uh, how it all came together. It was the most beautiful thing. And what was really cool was that we had, we had all these interviews and campouts filmed. And this whole time I'm telling Chris, I'm like, bro, we need an anthropologist. I just, I, I'd like to get some sort of academic perspective just to give the audience just more food for thought, right? Um, and I'll be darned if we aren't working on, you know, the fourth documentary, In Plain Sight, The Intelligence Community and UFOs, and we interview Tom Carey, who is a Roswell expert, has written like 12 books uh, on it, um, has interviewed 600 first and second hand witnesses to Roswell. The dude is just this plethora of knowledge, but same deal. Like the Sue Walker interview after the interview with, with Tom Carey, we come to find out he's an anthropologist and has all this information, a degree in anthrop- and all this information on set. I'm like, dude, this was meant to be. So I'm like, Hey Tom, can you change shirts? Go sit over in this chair. We'll change the backdrop lighting. And then can we get your, you know, your thoughts on Bigfoot and Sasquatch? So it, it was crazy how this all came together and it was better than anything we could have like thought up beforehand. We just kind of embraced the moment and just <clears throat> whatever, follow what, whatever little string is like we feel we're being led. And it's, it's been an awesome, awesome journey. Oh, great. Glad it, glad it came together. Yeah. I love the, uh, yeah, the, all the interviews are top notch. Uh, it's fascinating how prevalent again Bigfoot is. Like you show an example, like there have been sightings in Tampa Bay of all places. I mean, everywhere on the country. And we, we, I want to get into like the Jungian ideas of why this is happening. But 
Again, there's so many ways to dissect it. I love the narrator. He's got a Morgan Freeman kind of vibe. And he and you stop and you do all these, like, I love these philosophical speeches about humanity and when it's going and how it ties into Sasquatch. So it's so you take the audience to some very cool places. Uh, well, I guess I should ask... Uh, was that the real Sasquatch in that stock footage, or did you hire Chewbacca? Who was that guy? Dude, so <clears throat> we, uh, yeah, man, we just, we go all the way here at Dockside Media, and we're just fortunate that we have a friend, Adam Hartwick, with Shadow Alley Productions, and he loves getting various, like, expensive, legitimate costumes and does reviews on them. And it's just his passion and hobby. He's got a YouTube channel, so you can check out Shadow Alley Productions. But he was the extraterrestrial in in Conscious Contact. Full disclosure, mm-hmm. we tell him we're making secrets of the Sasquatch. He gets he he puts together this insane uh, Bigfoot uh, costume, and he's a large dude to begin with, six two, six three. So it just mm-hmm. it worked perfectly. And yeah, there happened to be this place called the White Cliffs of Kanoi near like 30 minutes from me in Pennsylvania. I'm like, guys, we need to, we need to go there. I can't believe this is so close. I've never been there. Uh, I'll throw the drone up. We'll get some sick like Mm -hmm. shots of this thing. Well, and so, yeah, we're not trying to pass off that that is legitimate footage. If I don't think people are hopefully watching it saying, Oh dude, how'd they get this high definition, slow-mo B roll of this Sasquatch and it not go viral. (laughs) It's like, no, we're just, we feel it's like a storytelling technique that as these people tell these stories, it's just cool to see this large hairy hominid, right? Moving, um, just moving around through the forest and stuff. So uh, it's, it just helps the audience engage and stay engaged. But yeah, Adam Hart, shout out to Adam Hartwick, man. That, that guy crushes it every time. He even had, dude, all right, I'll shut up in a second here, but he even had a, uh, he was having some back issues, man. His back was hurting and it's like a mile and a half or so hike back to like this White Cliffs of Kanoi. Now it's like a paved trail. Um, so it's easy, but still, he's like, that's going to be tough. So not only does he show up to this shoot with the Sasquatch costume, he's got three electric scooters, bro. And so we all hop on these scooters with these gear, <laughs> cruise back. We end up obviously uh, taking advantage of the opportunity and shoot some B-roll of him cruising around on on this on this scooter in a sasquatch costume i mean dude life yeah we just try and make the best of life man and have fun doing it so i'll i'll shut my pie hole but um yeah if you want to run that trailer or whatever dude that'd be sick so yeah, you yeah. Can get an idea of of what they're looking at yeah, yeah yeah in a second yeah the the scene with sasquatch going off into the sunset was brought a tear to my eye and then of course i was thinking it's so interesting how this figure really affects us on an archetypal level i mean somebody very wise smartly brought up enkidu from the uh from the ancient myths uh and enkidu was like a sasquatch so from an archetypal it's like this figure reminds us of our primordial days and of freedom of this being that can just go into nature and be free in nature and wander and there's abundance it, what it needs it, it will find it can travel fast so it is a powerful forgotten archetype of freedom, being connected to to nature, mm. still being a powerful masculine figure who's good because these Sasquatch overlook nature and make sure everything's in balance. So it's, uh, 
I think that's one, just one of the reasons why it's so interesting. I mean, I was thinking like, even today I was like, well, shit, I want to be Sasquatch because gas is so expensive. It'd be easier for me just to, you know, wander across the forest and walk a hundred miles to do my errands instead of filling up my tank of gas. I was like, Sasquatch wins again. <laughs> it's uh so it's great and yeah right before the t uh, the trailer um uh what did you think uh, nate of the documentary um i know you had a sink right that you were just telling us about so okay i'll start with that and then i'll go back to the documentary and i'm looking forward to, sh to us sharing the uh the clip with everyone after that um my latest song on nathan lee and his deep state is called darkwing duck because not going to get into how Disney is got my name and my birthday and everything in their films. And I'm an ancestor of Susanna Martin, which they made Hocus Pocus about Disney's coming to my town to film next month. So that's how these things work. Speaking of filming, but uh, my latest song has a picture that you will see when you purchase this documentary, which is there's an owl, like the owls are not what they seem kind of twin peaks vibe. That's the exact same picture. That is the album art that I have for my recent song. Uh, that's the that's to tie that in together. Um, I I you know whenever I approach these kind of like documentaries, they can go in a certain way, and it went the right way. Just to shortcut that whole idea, this went in the way that you would want it to go. So I appreciate the hard work that was done. Now that I know that there was Sasquatch on scooters, I feel like there should be a little bit at the end of that. But who? That's you know. I'm just, I, I don't know. So let's let everyone see what is in the film. And uh, I will uh, I will appreciate uh, everyone purchasing this afterwards, because I can say that. So purchase the awesome. film. All right. Well, here is the trailer, and then we'll jump into the content right after in the guest. Let's see. Here we go. For some reason, I had never felt like I felt when I saw that thing, whatever it was. I just, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I'm not scared of any man or anything in these woods, and I was shook. I don't, it was, it was amazing, amazing. In the deep forest has, in my mind, no problem uh, remaining secret and uh, uh, not revealing itself. Stop. It was like a big black square, wasn't it? Yeah, we're... Where'd it go? <laughs> This place is quiet. There's no animals around for some reason, and there's definitely something out here. Nobody can explain it. There's no experts on it. They're very, very intelligent. They're more advanced than we know. We were realizing that we're not just dealing with great big hairy hominids out in the forest. We're dealing with a very, very intelligent advanced peoples. Whew. that was pretty intense uh and and like i said it's it's great yeah like more like you mentioned you bring all types of individuals you've got uh sue again who is a medium who's connected with the ufos and she talks about how the sasquatch are actually allied to the ponte they're also trans-dimensional beings they're caretakers they're just not big brutes as we think you've got a couple of hunters who are out there and just 
out of nowhere ran into uh, Bigfoot, you anthropologists, you've got a couple investigators who they're that they're putting all their energies to find out more about Bigfoot. So yeah, you brought uh, the whole kitchen sink into this, right, Tyler? Man, we really, we tried and it's cool. I hope, I don't know, uh, unless I guess people are really into filmmaking, I don't know how much people would appreciate this, but man, I just love that it's, it's not filled with a ton of like stock B-roll. Like we film all this stuff. Like I'm out there throwing the drone up. Um, we're out there doing these campouts, like that opening shot with uh, with like Eric and Desiree with the red flashlight or whatever. I just remember distinctly on that campout, you know, we're walking around with this IR camera and I'm like, oh, guys, this looks so sick. Like I need to get out in the woods so the and film back so the audience can see you guys, you know, panning this flash, this flashlight with this red lens and. Man, I'll never forget just being out there in the dark by myself. And I'm like, um, just creeping along, like getting this shot and just the hairs on the back of my neck standing up like, dude, something could just snatch me right up out of here and nobody <laughs> would ever know. It was so it was so wild. But I love those moments. And I always try and be mindful of like, man, I'm coming in with like to all these documentaries and adventures and interviews with like nothing but positive vibes and positive intentions. I'm not, I'm just not looking for any, whatever, any bad stuff, man. I'm not trying to harm anybody. And so, yeah, I'm just hopeful. Like, yeah, that's why what these, all these things just come to fruition and that, yeah, I'm not getting snatched out of the woods by these things when I'm out there filming. And it's a lot of fun. I, I just love the experience, man. It helps me grow as a person. It really has. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, and it's interesting, the contrasting views. I mean, again, you've got Sue, who Sasquatch is an ancient telepathic advanced race, but then you've got Tom Carey, again, the anthropologist and author, and he talks about how he became interested in the Patterson-Gimling film, the famous one that everybody knows about, and he contends it's probably a hominid primate, a meganthropus that survived, these six, 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 seven six nine guys and uh so there's all these varying views uh, did you find yourself leaning towards any of these tyler or how do you go about uh trying to figure out who's your per instead of uh, your own personal jesus your own personal sasquatch yeah i love miguel you always bring like the best questions and content man i just i love coming on your show man you're you're a good dude so okay. i i see why you have such a great fan base man uh to answer that um I would have said prior to starting Dockside Media like 11 months ago and making these documentaries on, on different paranormal topics, um, I would have leaned towards, eh, there's probably some sort of bipedal hominid uh, like relic primate that, that still exists and it just remains undetected or just a, a very rare encounters with it. But the more, making these UFO documentaries and talking to these, all these uh, beautiful people with these unique experiences. You know, I, I am now much more whatever inclined or open to believing, Oh man, if Sasquatch are transdimensional or intermittent, like that would explain, it helps explain, you know, footprints just stopping or just, it, it explains different scenario or it explains sightings. Uh, like I was on pursuit of the port, pursuit of the paranormal podcast and they're in the uk and they it would explain why some oh. people have reported like sasquatch sightings in a densely populated you know at, like forested areas aren't 
uh, yeah, just super non-trafficked, right? And the, it they were saying, Michael, it wasn't Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers. It could have been, dude. I mean, everybody, yeah, is entitled to their own opinion. Kenny Loggins was walking in London or something. Wait, I just got, I just got to jump in and say that in a goofy movie, which is one of the songs I'm singing, like Stand Out, there is a Bigfoot who does the magician uh, as above, so below, and he's doing the Bee Gees. So it could have been the Bee Gees. Is all I'm trying to say. (laughs) Just had to add that. No, that's deep. That's really deep. Dude, that's far out. Yo, so one thing else I like about the documentary here, Miguel, is you're saying about all these different perspectives is, you know, I like Sue just even bringing up the idea or concept that that Sasquatch are a more advanced civilization or species huh. because they take care of all of their, their tribe, their peoples, right? Uh, versus, yeah, I mean, if you take a, a quick snapshot of, of the world, right. Humanity as a whole, we don't do probably the best of jobs taking care of everyone with food, shelter, you know, water, medicine, that type of thing. So, uh, it's cool. I love that these things just come up in these interviews and it gives me just good food for thought. That stuff should be bouncing around in my head, in my heart. Right. I feel like that makes me a better person. If I'm more mindful of these things and compassionate and empathetic. And so, uh, dude, I love, I just love how all this stuff comes together. And I love, you know, like the Randy Smith and the Alfred Martinez, these hunters who I, I like, I've hunted for 20 years, never got a deer. So I understand how hard it is to go out woods before sun up till after sundown and not see anything despite looking for it. Like a deer can just main, you know, they have senses greater than me and can just stay right out of my eyesight, but it's like, not like they're not there. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but these Randy Smiths and these Alfred Martinez, man, when I'm out like camping with, with Randy Smith, it's like 26 degrees Fahrenheit. We got a fire going. He's like rearranging burning logs with his bare hands, right? Fishing to pass time in this freezing cold river, handling everything wet gear with no gloves on. He's just a tough guy. He's the type of guy when he says, oh, man, that's a, that's a raccoon. Oh, that's a fox. Oh, that's a squirrel. Oh, that's a deer. That's a bear. Like, I trust his his judgment. So if he's saying he saw a Sasquatch, he's the type of person I would be like, oh, dude, I, I would be inclined to believe him. And same mm-hmm. with Alfred Martinez. I mean, there's just those types of people who are woodsmen or hunters. I don't know if it's maybe somewhat genetic or something passed on, but there's just some people who have this innate sense in the woods for direction, like spatial direction, survival. Uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I've been out for year, 20 years and stuff and I go on these campouts. So it's not like I'm inexperienced, but I just, I don't know. I don't have that, that instinct like these people do. So it's great to get their opinion. Uh, and just, ah, it's, it was really, really cool. And I love that, man, when we go into these documentaries, I'm just like talking to these people. I don't really, I don't feed them anything. Like, I just want to hear their stories and experiences. So I just get, you know, maybe an hour and a half or whatever of footage. And then Chris Rupert, to his credit, he's a great editor. And he sits down and finds the common threads and finds, you know, condenses the story into something that's powerful. Like, I love that Alfred had this experience 20 years ago and this thing is it's so profound right that he dedicates his life like he's been 
investigating and looking for Sasquatch and, and, and philosophizing on it for 20 years. It, it's inspired him to do all this. So it's certainly a powerful experience. If it was nothing, you know, why, why motivate your life to go that way? So At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Yeah, yeah, these people certainly have uh, an incredible amount of passion for what they're doing. And uh, yeah, it's got to be life-changing. Again, as some of... It's got to be, I mean, I think, and I'll explain later why the UFO and the Sasquatch thing are connected beyond me watching Steve Austin and the $6 million man with <laughs> the Sasquatch episode. But yeah, when people have UFO encounters, their lives are completely transformed for the better. Statistically, they become, they find their call, they become, they help humanity, they just become full human beings, I'm sure a Sasquatch visitation or sighting would be pretty much the same thing. So um, it's life-changing. Yeah, there was a, I think my son came up to me yesterday right after I watched, um, right after I watched the documentary and he said, you know, dad, uh, and I think he got it from a meme. He said, you know, dad, he's eight years old. He said, humans are the only animal that has to pay for things. And again, I was thinking of Sasquatch. It is true. Somehow there's an abundance or everything is out there for nature to do. And don't get me wrong. Obviously these animals, of course, struggle at times of the year to feed them and their, and their, their offspring. But somebody again, Sasquatch seems to be that bridge, that being that can get what he want out of nature, keep the balance of nature, protect humans, and just uh, <laughs> remind us of a, a primordial time. This is the quote I said. Somebody mentioned that it's very much like Pan, the great Greek god of the all, who encompassed nature and was a, a savage animal. I mentioned Chewbacca. Remember, was it uh, Land of the Lost? You had that Chaka creature. I mean, this oh, archetypal yeah. image is reminding <laughs> of our own savagery and freedom is pre is there all the time and we might a lot of it might, could be a projection i mean jung said ufos are a projection but they're they're a kinetic projection they appear on um, screens they affect people but i think what he was saying is it's an interactive creation of an egregore that ties into a higher form of consciousness or archetypal energy. I think Jung would have, yeah, there you go, an egregore, a thought form, which is still real in a way that we understand all of us in the mystic places still can affect reality, but it's still an interactive thing. It's real in different forms of 
understanding consciousness and vibrations. Am I making I wonder, sense, I Tyler? <laughs> oh, could I just say, I wonder if the Bigfoot was the one who put the Georgia Guidestones up talking about keeping a balance in nature. And I wonder if it was like the Yeti rivals or the Watiko Wendigos that like punched them down. I'm just speculating. I don't know. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tyler. Excuse me. No, no, no. Valid point. Valid point. That needs to be said for for the, the audience to comment on and interact with uh, and think about. Miguel, to your point. Yeah, I mean, that's so one that's interesting. You talk about uh you know different uh consciousness and vib- and frequency and vibrations i know uh i had just seen the tom delong uh interview on steve-o's podcast mm-hmm. and he was talking about you know time not being linear right and that past present and future are all existing right now at this exact moment just at different frequencies and i don't know i'm here to report that you know in these short 11 months Dockside Media has been able to crank out three documentaries, get them all picked up for di- distribution on major streaming platforms. The fourth film is finished. We're going to film the fifth. Uh, oh, we were supposed to go tomorrow, but Chris got sick, so it's going to be like July 30th. But, um, man, back then when we first started, right after we filmed that very first interview interview of Anjali's press conference for Conscious Contact Full Disclosure, and I got home and cut the trailer, saw the footage, I'm like, Chris – Dude, like at that moment, I felt like, man, we're getting picked up for distribution. We're cranking out six documentaries a year and we're just going to get this content in front of a lot of people so we can help destigmatize these topics. And it's we're curious. It's interesting for us to be making these. And like, I'll be darned. Yeah, I know Chris was like, oh, dude, we might get maybe two out if we're lucky. And dude, so. Here we are, 11 months later, we got all these documentaries that we're working on and finishing. We have a, a yeah, a, a, a distribution agreement with 1091 Pictures. And, dude, life's just been crazy. So was it that way back then, like this point of me being on here, it already existed and I could feel that, right, or see that in my mind's eye and know that that's where we were headed? I think it's it's certainly possible. And as far as the UFO Sasquatch connection specifically, it was really sick that uh, on this one, one of the campouts uh, that didn't make it into the documentary because of the person I was supposed to go with canceled last minute. And I'm just like, ah, well, I'm not going to waste an opportunity for adventure. I'm already like, I got everything packed, the tent and all that stuff. So I end up going to Centralia, which in Pennsylvania is this little ghost town a coal seam caught fire underground like 60 years ago or whatever, and has been smoldering and on fire ever since. Right. So they had to abandon the town. And so now all the streets are filled with graffiti and it's crazy. There's like this, this like these like stovepipes that come up out of the ground, like up in the woods. And I was out there in like 20 mid 20 weather and you could like feel the pipe with the back of your hand. And it's like, dude, this is warm. That's crazy. It's letting this heat and this, pressure and whatever all this stuff out of this underground fire all that to say it gets dark i'm like man i gotta go camp in like some state forest you know um so i i go hike into these woods this like state forest nearby uh it's already dark i'm setting up this tent mid-20s freezing my buns off and i see this light come across the sky this la and i'm just like what that's weird no faa blinking pattern or anything like that Mm. Uh, but no erratic movement, but then it like stops and it like starts going down, pauses, goes down, 
pauses, go down. And I'm like, oh, shoot, get my phone out, go to film it. And it's like down below the tree line. I'm like, oh, my gosh, dude, what? It was wild, but I couldn't commit a ton of like brain power or whatnot to it because it's like freezing out. I'm like, dude, I got to finish setting this tent up, getting this fire built, or I'm going to freeze to death. And, uh, but yeah, it was a wild experience that I'm out kind of like, yep, looking for Sasquatch, uh, seeing if I pick anything up. I had the cameras with me, didn't have any Sasquatch experience, but, uh, but yeah, saw a UFO on that, on that trip. And, um, yeah, it was wild, man. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And yeah, even as, uh, again, Nate and I doing these shows on America, the occult part of America, we keep banging the drum. There is this continent is soaked with magic and extraterrestrial everywhere. Again, if you can find Bigfoot walking in Tampa Bay, you'll find anything. And the question is, you just have to go out in nature, open your mind, calm your, your ego and just be open, go there with humility, go there with magic, go there with ritual, and you are going to see things that are out of this world, or at the very least, you're going to experience a depth to yourself and reality you have not experienced before. There's this saying that keeps going in my head, reality happens away from your screen. People mm -hmm. may think, well, that's a dumb thing, but you know, we spend a lot of time on our screens and we don't spend enough time out there, just, just out there, just out there in nature or connecting with other human beings. So I'm getting a little philosophical here, but, yeah. um, <laughs> I think therefore I am right. I mean, yeah, we shape our reality of what we're thinking about because that's how you can have really, really famous people who are absolutely depressed inside. It doesn't matter. Anybody else looking at their life says, Whoa, how are they not just absolutely ecstatic? If I had all that money and all that prestige and power, I would be, I would feel like <laughs> a million bucks. And it's like, well, right. dude, I don't know if you hopped inside their head, their reality would maybe be a lot different than you, than what any, what everybody else would consider their reality. So it's, it's mm. uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. So that's why I like, investigating these topics and yeah i think when you go out with positive intentions and an open mind like you said and humility I, I, you have a greater chance of of these things revealing themselves and dude who's to say like a hundred years ago if people were talking about doing a live anybody can do a live broadcast to like like globally we people would have not even really understood what you were talking about. Like in the 1920s people like, what, what do you mean? I don't even understand what you mean. Mm -hmm. And so what in a hundred years from now, what will be commonplace with due to uh, advances in quantum mechanics and physics and just all this understanding of the universe and how to manipulate it uh, in reality? Like, yeah, what will be commonplace then that people will say today that we were absolute, we were barbaric to be conducting ourselves in these manners. Like, what, what do you mean you couldn't just go to Mars by push, like looking at this device and pushing this button? What you guys couldn't do that. Like our great, great grandchildren will be like, dude, how, how could you not do that? And it's just, well, we didn't have the back end understanding and means to manipulate like space time. But I've, it's not a matter of if, I feel like it's only a matter of when, you know, 
we achieve these things because our techno our technological growth has been exponential in these past 100 years and another hundred oh dude it's it just boggles the mind of like i said what will be commonplace yeah well said my friend yeah and sometimes it doesn't have to be anything mystical people think that you got to go out there and have a mystical and see a ufo and a sasquatch it can be subtle it can be symbolical the the world is always talking to you like i told nate the other day i was biking in the trails and i was in an open field and i feel these talons or something in my head digging and i'm like holy and i look up it's a hawk attacking me and i've got a melon sized head i don't know how he confused me for a field rat or anything and i look and this stupid animal is going up and swooping back down to attack me a second time i mean what are the odds? And I was, again, I was in an open field. I was not close to any trees, any nests where it was defending itself. So, and so suddenly I was biking a hundred times faster than I knew, I, you know, that adrenaline pumped in because I'm like, you know, my, it cut through my skull, but I yeah. saw it as an omen. So I, I, I saw this as an omen of nature. I went and found out the symbolism. I meditated. I called the my union therapist, I did all this work and I found all this inside of the location. And again, my inner world expanded because of this damn animal attacking me twice. <laughs> That's so sick. And as you're telling that story, I'm just, the first thing that popped in my, into my head was, oh man, I feel like the Romans would have viewed that as an omen, right? Like would before battle. And, and, <laughs> and then yep, you just start coming out. It's like, yep, I feel like this is an omen. And I go and research. I'm like, say, Dude, that is so, you can't that is so gnarly. I love you it. You can't say Roman without omen, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nathan, bro, Lee, your, quips, your quips are on point, bro. I love what you bring to the show. I'm just, I'm just adorable. I'm an adorable, tiny Nephilim. That's all I am. I'm just a tiny, <laughs> tiny Nephilim. That's, that's it. Thank you though. I appreciate, I'm, I'm happy that it's adding to it. That's my, my main thing is as long as it's adding to the value of it, that's, that's what matters. Dude, you're the man. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And people in the, the quotes, the chats are giving their experiences of Bigfoot and other entities. So yeah, there's a lot there guys and we can join together and share and find out what's behind the veil far more important than any politics or anything out there going in the world and it will help the make a better world i mean as i i'm saying i feel dream time is coming i think the forces from the, uh, the other side of the veil are pushing because no we know we are near extinction as a species and they're trying to tell us listen to us go back to another time another age or listen to the wisdom of this time we have answers that will help you and again your documentary tyler bigfoot or secrets of sasquatch does exactly that it's it's a call to people and each of the your guests gives us a unique view how it changed them there is yeah. one, yeah, I mean, even you talk about, we're talking about going out in nature, but I, I like, for example, Tom Nutter, who this guy was just watching a movie. He wasn't like out there hunting or looking out in nature, or riding a bike in the trail in the preserves like I do or camping. He was just watching TV and he heard this sound and uh, he said that, the, what did he say? An Ohio howl? What is that? Do you know what that is, Tyler? Uh, I think if you Google it while well, maybe one of us is talking, you might be able to 
to run it, you know, I think it's copyright free or I don't, I have to check with Chris if he licensed it or however, you know, we, we were able to use that. Um, I thought it was a thing like a special type of noise. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think it was a specific recording uh, okay. called the Ohio how, but people have compared, Oh man. Yeah. I've, uh, I've heard how similar to that. And um, yeah, Tom Nutter, he's, he was an interesting yep individual where, yep. He had that experience. Uh, also on some other hunting or fishing trips, just seeing footprints, uh, it, you know, like in the in the creek bed or by the riverbed out in the middle of nowhere where it was super cold, like barefoot. There was there's no reason for somebody to be out there. Uh, it was super like a synchronicity or, or however you want to look at it, that the one uh, girl, Desiree Patton, who came on the, the camp out uh, like investigation yeah. with Eric, Eric Hubbard and myself. Um, Man, we put the public like call out on social media saying, hey, we're going to go on this camp out in Western PA. Anybody's free to come, blah, blah, blah. And so she responds, hey, yep, I'd love to come. I think like a week or two later, she's um, hiking with her daughter and in like this park or whatever uh, and like stumbles upon this dry creek bed with this like Sasquatch footprint, dude. I'm like, wait, what? Wow. She takes a picture of it and it's just crazy. You know, she hasn't been somebody super into Sasquatch all her life. She's always been open normal to the esoteric and paranormal and stuff like that. But um, it was just so weird. Like, what are the odds that, yeah, she signs up or says, hey, yep, I'll go on this camp out. Then is just hiking with her daughter and they stumble upon this footprint in the, in the set or in the rock or whatever. And, um, Yep. And then, yeah, comes on this camp. out. It's just, it's crazy, man. Like you can't explain it. Um, just really, really cool, man. So I love, I, I like what you said, man. I like the Dockside Media. We're just trying to yeah generate some, some momentum for these topics and, and destigmatize it and allow people to like share their experiences. Cause I think one of the things are, I, I bet people would be surprised to find the number of people who have had like a really odd unexplainable circumstance sasquatch ghost uh ufo you name it uh extraterrestrial alien but like their brain they just had to write it off as ah dude i just can't explain it i can't think about that right like they just they don't want to be labeled as oh man like what would people think of me if i talked about this so i hope that dockside media is is helping to normalize conversation and things like your podcast or your show, Miguel, and, and with Nathan Lee, what he's doing to just normalize people like talking and sharing about these experiences. Cause I think, you know, we'd find out that, Oh dude, this is a lot more common than people would, would think on a mass scale. It's more or less been mm -hmm. conditioned to, uh, okay, Hey, this only is a, a very small percent of the population that has these experiences. And it's like, Oh dude, I think a lot of people just write off their experiences real quick because they don't want to talk about them and don't want to maybe their brain, not, no, no offense to them, but maybe they just don't want to enter, entertain the thought of something otherworldly because that can shatter some people's paradigms, right? Yeah. Because their, their world is just set up very specifically. And um, I love what you're doing. And yeah, I think for the human species to grow and survive, if, perhaps some sort of impending cataclysm is to 
evolve, you know, is, is to like evolve, man, and, and become more compassionate and open-minded and right. Say this stuff is occurring readily. Like, dude, if we scientifically can, can understand it and normalize it, like, dude, we can start shape shaping reality in the future in a much more positive sense. If we're using the tools and mechanics that we can harness and discover, so, man, yeah, I just love being a part of this, dude. And I love this journey and I, uh, this ride. is It's fun, man. So that's why I don't mind lugging 80 pounds of camera gear and, and equipment on these <laughs> flights and flying in, you know, flying into a city and like getting a rental, going in, interviewing these people and hopping right back on the, the plane and flying back. Like some people that doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but me the whole way, I'm like, dude. I can't believe I'm talking to Sue Walker right now. I can't believe I'm talking to Alfred Martinez right now. I can't believe like, it's just, I, I try and just really appreciate all these experiences for what they are and that they help shape me. And then hopefully we can help transmit these people's experiences and stories to other people. And then it helps. Yeah. Give them food for thought and help shape their minds and make them maybe just more mindful, open-minded, considerate, compassionate. Maybe it it empowers them to go chase whatever their passion is. Because I feel like there's there's just a lot of people on the planet who, man, we've been conditioned not to follow our dreams or do what really, really fires us up. And it's awesome that in 2022 there there's means and methods that you can you can do whatever you want start a podcast on history if that's what fascinates you if you like crocheting stuff dude make a little etsy store or something like there's hobbies and passions that people can really pursue and do what they love like Ah, yeah, I just I hope more people do that, man, because I love like you exploring and Nathan Lee exploring. You know, I I feel a lot more people are capable of it. And it just takes that first step. Like Eric Hubbard in this documentary, he's been doing a lot of a lot of investigative work and research on his own. But it was the most beautiful thing when he shows up to this camp out and he like the first thing he says is he's like, you know, my my wife, she's like, you're crazy. What are you doing? You don't like people. And he's like, I just told, I felt compelled to be here. I can't explain it. But when I saw this, this social media post about, and I just, I felt like I had to go. And so it was cool, man. These, all these journeys and paths that are intertwining in the documentary and in my life and all these other people's lives. It's a, it's a really cool thing. And I like, man, I, I really, I'm really enjoying this ride. Awesome. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. You, you have a unique company, a company that puts out uh, full documentaries on esoteric and the occult and alternative science. So yeah, definitely filling a need that's out there. And uh, again, I like how Tom Nutter beyond the Ohio, how he talks about, he, he smelt a wet dog in the distance and all these other things. But then Alfred Martinez, the story is great because he's out looking. He wasn't looking. He was just, again, he was hunting. He <coughs> split off because they've been hunting for days. They cannot find any deer. They're up in the mountains. And he's like, Oh, there's, there's a, there's a bear who's sunbathing. How interesting. And then he's like, 
holy shit, that is not a bear sunbathing. That is <laughs> a humanoid figure, and it just rocked his world. <laughs> Dude, even you just saying that gives me chills because I think, yeah, there's just something about that, like you said. It, if I was there in his shoes, man, what what a powerful experience. That's going to shape the rest of my life undoubtedly and it did it did for him so that's why man i certainly uh, believe what these people are talking about i love somebody commented earlier i don't mean to like uh segue off but i i saw a comment about any relation between sasquatch and dogman and mm -hmm. i i really i can't speak on that yeah i don't have necessarily an opinion but i do find it fascinating i think it was like skinwalkers at the Pentagon, that book or whatever, but it talked sure. about these government officials or investigators who would come back home and there was this uh, uh, hitchhiker effect where like this parent, like their, their family members and wife saw like this dog man werewolf outside the window. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, and these are, and it was very cool that from what I gathered, these were people that didn't, necessarily like have interest in these topics right and even the the government official investigator who had gone i don't think he necessarily like he necessarily believed in the, in that type of uh, stuff paranormal activity i'm not sure he even necessarily had an experience out there but it's dope that there's like this hitchhiker effect where somehow whatever it was at skinwalker ranch he brought it back and it manifested itself to his family in this in wow. this dog man. Uh, so sorry, just trying to make it relevant to one of the people that took the time to comment on this awesome show. But yeah, dog man, maybe we do a documentary on that. I think that's an interesting topic. I mean, you know, this this idea or myth of like werewolves. I mean, it, that's been talked about for how long, right? Same like Sasquatch Yeti. You know, these things, I feel like they they may stem from somewhere when you have uh, petroglyphs of extraterrestrial beings or UFO disc-shaped objects or what, you know, these, these interesting beings with lines drawn to planets. It's just like, oh, dude, like what were these people experiencing back then <laughs> that in their in their most in their most advanced way they took the time the time to etch it into some rock hoping that maybe somebody down the road would be able to see that story and interpret it the best they could like dude that's just far out so i love i love all this stuff i mean i feel like there's a reason it's been it's been uh, talked about in pop culture yeah, could I could I ask you? Have you seen Twin Peaks, uh, the TV show, especially the first two seasons? I I have not. I will make a note here. What? That's a really good. Well, I, I'm not even familiar with it. I just wanted to just bring it up because there's a place called Owl Cave, and it talks about celestial alignments and interdimensional occurrences. So you would, it's right up your alley for sure. That's awesome. I'm making a note. I will check that out. Have you seen a South Park? What's the name? Man, bear, pig. That's their version. Oh yeah, who had? Yeah, yeah. That no, that's a pop culture reference I can I can relate to, and I think a lot a lot of people can. Man, bear, pig. That's right. So even that, yeah, even the characters on South Park had yeah had sightings. 
Yeah, and there's always a, a, a kernel of truth underneath humor. They're making a point, a larger point. So it is. And what's this, you know, this whole idea of like, yeah, life imitates art, right? I, I feel I I don't know. There, I think there's some truth to that. It's crazy. Some of the stuff that would have been considered sci-fi years ago, <laughs> that is, yeah commonplace and utilized today and i think yeah once we start cracking this like quantum entanglement and how like a, an electron here an electron in your office and one in nathan lee's office like if i spin mine one way mm -hmm. yours are going counterclockwise at the exact same time it's like okay dude i don't know where the link's at but if we have the 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 tools equipped to measure that like in real time like that's what we're going to find out so there's something linking all of this all points in time, space time together. And uh, I don't know. It's only a matter of time before we, we harness that and crack that. So like, let's do it, man. Let's, let's have that positive belief that, right. We're, we can do these things and, and bring these things that were once science fiction, you know, to fruition. And it's wild how like, I, I don't know what to make of it. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but the number of, Different nations, government officials, like in departments of defenses and these types of things, or for, or their intelligence, uh, or heads of their intelligence agencies, talking about like galactic federations, right? Mm -hmm. And that we, dude, there's a number of them who have mentioned it. What their end game is, I don't know, but it's certainly interesting and food for thought that that's what they're talking about. Stuff like that has been, you know in sci-fi for i don't know how long i would have to go back and check the receipts on it but it's been a minute and so it's yeah it's fascinating what if we come to find out a lot of these things are dead nuts on i think we probably find out that intelligent life if anything is like insanely more prevalent than we thought and there you have it you shining crazy diamonds tyler with big steps towards understanding bigfoot we connect Sasquatch to portal and extraterrestrials. And we talk about much more, continuing to have a fun time. Please become an AB Prime member or Patreon at Patreon or Red Circle subscriber for the full revelation and to support this Red Pill Cafeteria. It will cost you less than a buck per episode, and that's a deal of your many lifetimes. The alternative spirituality and philosophy of the Gnostics are more important than ever in this Philip K. Dick world and Gnostic times. This is our time to shine like crazy diamonds. We high priests and priestesses of Hermes, the god of thieves, and Sophia, the goddess of smugglers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being yourself, your true self, here in the desert of the real. Hello and goodbye, as always. <laughs>